Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Would you let your child play rugby? According to the Canadian University, playing rugby, by the way, this came out in Ireland as well, about two years ago. I remember one of the universities here did a study on it as well. But they said it can uh, cause subtle brain damage in young people after just three matches, of course, because it's a contact sport. Changes occurred in the white and grey matter of the brain that regulates fear, anger, pleasure, following knocks on the head. And the study was the latest in a wide body of evidence that blows to the head, uh, though not severe enough to cause concussion, can have everlasting effects and damaging effects. Dr. Raven Menon of the Western University of Canada said there is no longer a debate uh, that when an athlete is diagnosed with a concussion uh, caused by a sharp blow or fall, there is a chance it may contribute to brain changes that could be temporary or permanent. He went on to say that their study also found that smaller jolts and impacts that come with playing contact sport may also lead to subtle changes in the brain uh, of otherwise healthy, symptom-free athletes. So today I want to know about your children. And would you have a problem with your children playing rugby or indeed any contact contact sport, particularly rugby we're talking about at the moment. Now, I know under seven years of age, they have what they call leprechaun rugby, which is slightly different, but over seven, they don't. Um, in this country, due to the variations of in the physical, mental, social and emotional developments of a young child, players under the age of seven are not allowed to play full contact games. Players of this age group are, as I said, they play what they call leprechaun rugby and in other sports, it's taken into consideration with the rules. So, leprechaun rugby has been developed to introduce the game of rugby union to young players uh, new to the game. The non Tackling and soft contact nature of leprechaun rugby uh, contains all the running and handling skills of rugby union. Essentially, children can start to play rugby without any of the dangerous contact, I'm assuming, like the scrums and the tackling and everything else. As they progress through the sports, they will grow up and play rugby union with full contact as they get older. Now, I can understand why this would frighten parents as they don't want their son or daughter to get injured. Now, I remember speaking to someone who told me that when they were teenagers or when the teenagers were playing rugby, one of these players was paralysed from a bad tackle, which is shocking. And many teenagers have been really badly injured. But, look, it wouldn't be as bad as, say, boxing. Would you let your seven-year-old do boxing? Male or female, by the way. Well, I wouldn't. Certainly would not. Imagine letting a child punch the head off another child. I know they wear things on their heads and all that, and there's different kind of rules. But still, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be letting my child in there, you know, get rid of his aggression on another child in a ring at the age of eight or nine. That's barbaric. Why would you encourage a child to do that? Personally speaking, I don't like boxing anyway. I want to get your thoughts on this. Would you let your child play rugby or indeed any contact sport, but particularly rugby because that was what the, the research was about. Would you let a young child play rugby? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Now, what you know about it, it clearly is dangerous. Would you let them do it? Now, of course, we all know, of course, the, you know, the purpose of the game is not to beat the shite out of somebody else. It is to get the ball. But unfortunately, during that process of getting the ball, people do tackle each other and do stuff they shouldn't do. So let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 87 Would you let your child play rugby or indeed any contact sport for that matter? Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Patrick? I know. Good, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Would you let your I, child play rugby? No, Niall, because when you think about it, we've all heard doctors saying about, you know, when fellas are out at night in the town or whatever, and this single punch to the head can do so much damage. Well, to a small, maybe, child, maybe the bashing and getting knocks in rugby might be the equivalent of that for their brain. 
You know, and so, I ag- I would I would agree with you, but from the rugby person's point of view, and the rugby parent, or the GAA parent, or the soccer parent, they're going to say, "Well, you can't wrap them up in cotton wool, and you have to let them, you know, go out and do it." And sure, if an accident happens, an accident happens. Well, you see, with soccer and other activities, they're not as physical as the rugby. You know, like, uh, you're but you're still likely. with us, Patrick, aren't you? I'm still here, and when we were kids, there was no rules. You know, I mean, we just did what we wanted. We climbed trees. We fell off walls. We're still here. We're not brain damaged. Well, that's oh, no, open I know, for but, debate. But, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't have the, the the continuous bashing and physical like the way you would in a rugby game, like you know. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, we did when we were in school. So I remember getting a smack of a, a hurl across the head when I was in school. There was no rules, and we're all still here. None of us were brain damaged from it. I don't. Well, I don't no. know anybody in particular that was. Well, there's an awful lot of uh, actual reports there now. Even John Giles talking about it there, about studies about elderly people who were doing the heading of the ball in soccer back in the 50s and 60s, and they all ended up getting either Alzheimer's or other things from heading the ball. So you're saying somebody say like Niall Quinn, who would have been famous for you know using his head to get the ball in the back of the net. People who were predominantly those who stood, you know, uh, you know, I suppose within the the region of the goal area who would be waiting for the ball to put it in with their heads, they they would be more susceptible to it. Yeah, well, back then, the ball was way heavier than what it is now, of course, as well. And in American football as well, there's a lot of studies about ones getting concussion as well in that, you know? Yeah. And so forth, you know, so... The but we are, but we are making, uh, and I, as much as I agree with you, I'm just giving you the alternative argument. Mm. We, we are basically making conscious decisions to do these things. You know, if I go out and I play rugby or if I play football or hurling or whatever it is, and I get injured, no one's blamed but myself. I'm not stupid. Well, that's true. Well, you see, playing rugby, you 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 could go try and avoid the tackle as best you can, but then some fella will do like what he did to Brian Driscoll with the spear tackle. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Um, by the way, Kevin, you know, said, Kevin sent in a text. He says, I'm getting into the cotton wool business. Uh, we'll be uh, wrapping everybody up in it soon. Well, no, you see, well, when when the guy lifted Brian Driscoll up that time and threw him down, like, from a height, like, you know, you're really putting someone in danger, like, you know. I know, I know. I mean, particularly in rugby, yes, like, it can be quite rough. But it wouldn't be mm. my cup of tea, but but some people no. like it and, and whatever. Well, you know. well, that's the thing. Would you, you let know, it? Would you, you let it? Try, what about boxing? A lot of a lot of parents nowadays. Since Conor McGregor, he's certainly yeah, no role model for children. But anyway, Conor McGregor, you know, of course, became very popular there about three or four years ago. His popularity has kind of waned a little bit now. But in well, saying that, a lot of behavior. kids, yeah, his behaviour, of course, yeah, a lot of kids went into you know MMA and boxing. Because of Conor McGregor, young kids, you know, 10, 11 years of age. Would you let, you know, 10 or 11 get into boxing? Well, boxing is different at the youth level because they put the headgear on them and all that, you know. Yeah, we still get a smack. Well, when you get a headgear or not, you're still getting a smack in the head. You are, but you have some protection to absorb the shock, like, you know, compared to if you're a professional boxer and you have no headgear, like, you know, even in the Olympics, like, you got to wear the headgear, like, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, okay. So we'll we'll, we'll stay there. Well, hang on. Let me go to Paul as well. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Well, I like soft, yeah. Uh, good. You're obviously a, a bit of a rugby fan, are you? Well, I'm not actually a rugby fan. Now. I'm, I wouldn't be a sporting person, but my son is into all three, football, soccer, and rugby. Okay. And when he came to the sports, he wanted to play rugby. I said, I don't know where to be a rugby club. So there was one beside us. Yeah. And we went to it. Now, I was never... Full of watch rugby or nothing. But and how old, how old was he then, by the way, Paul? How old was he? He was, uh, Jack is what now, he's nine, so he would have been eight. Okay. When he started. 
So we went to the first game and he went to training and yeah, it looked fun and there was loads of muck and everything. There was plenty of muck, actually. But then my wife would have no interest in any sport whatsoever. And that was Selena there a few minutes ago. We had to look forward to every Sunday morning going to the rugby matches. Because he's Niall, playing, yeah. yeah. No, the discipline, Nile is phenomenal. It's just that the respect they have for each other on the pitch is just amazing. And from a safety point of view, yes, they do get knocks. I won't say they don't, but it all depends on what they wear. The bright, my son wears his skull hat, plus he does have his... Uh, uh, special jersey on with the padding on the back for his spine and on his chest. Like, it's, if you have the right safety, it's like any sport, you wear the proper safety equipment, everything's grand. Mm-hmm. But between all... Now, I went to my son and we went to a soccer tournament. The first thing that struck me was the language. I know, yeah. The, I, well, actually, do you know what? The language, the language from the parents on the sideline is actually worse. Well, yeah. Oh, if you were ever <laughs> in a rugby match, Nile, no one speaks on that uh, sideline only person is coaching. That's it. They don't show her all in off the pitch. I know it. I went purple it's gone that way too as well. But what did, what did I did I hear? Wasn't there a thing years ago that I heard? Um, rugby is a game for scumbags watched by gentlemen. Soccer no, I, is. I, I, so, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm only quoting what I heard. Something like that, right? Okay. But I soccer. And I'll tell you the exact, exact word. Uh, a game, uh, soccer is played by tugs. Tugs. No, yeah, okay. No, no, uh, uh, no, rugby is played by tugs and it's watched by gentlemen. No, I haven't now, I haven't now. Yeah. Rugby is a tugs game played by gentlemen and soccer is a gentleman sport played by tugs. Right, okay. I, I thought it was something to do with the spectators as well. I thought it was rugby is a tugs game watched by gentlemen and soccer is a gentleman's game watched by tugs. It could be. It could be one or two different ways. But I have to, I just look at the, and I'm not trying to defend any sport or anything like that. But I would definitely, if top of my list would be rugby. Now, and no, Niall, I would have had no, I would have never known anything about rugby till my son came home one day at the school and he says, I want to play rugby, Dad. Mm. And, See, I'm not a sporting and, person, and, and I'm, I'm, my father is probably rolling in his grave. My father was secretary of the FAI. He was secretary yeah. of St. Pat's Athletic. He was an international referee. He was always out playing, you know, yeah, watching I, and playing. And yeah. I had no interest in any sport. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't get it. I mean, maybe it just yeah, doesn't get it. And he the local club down beside it. And if you don't mind me saying, they're a brilliant club. Yeah. I have the uh, RD uh, Rugby Club. And Noel trains them. And an amazing man with them. And it's just, it's lovely. I love going every Thursday night for the training. Yeah, I mean, these, these trainers that train young kids, you know, they're dedicated. They're very dedicated yeah. to the sport. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at some of the texts. As a Welsh woman, it's like a religion there. My partner had a bleed on the brain after training, but would still never discourage anybody because of the positives outweigh the negatives. How you have it, huh? My gosh, you had a bleed on the brain. Uh, let me go to, I go to Seamus before the break. Seamus, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Seamus? How's it going, Al? How are you doing? Good. Seamus, um, you never let kids do boxing and would discourage rugby as well. Uh, one of my daughters actually tried boxing at one point and she didn't like it herself openly. She's not into sports now. Um, I've no sons, but I, I, I certainly wouldn't encourage them unless they had a, a real talent for it. Like then it was obvious from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would, I would discourage it. I just discourage rugby. Like the, the, the injuries can be horrendous. They can. Um, they and, can. And is it really worth it? Like, you know, if you're, like, how many of them will go professional, you know? 
Like, did, I know, but it's it's not a you know it's not about who will end up you know playing for Ireland. Know, oh, know, it, it's more about the discipline, and that's what other people are saying. It's about discipline and yeah. training and health and all those oh, other oh, things. Yeah, yeah, totally get that. I just think um, like the discipline in soccer. All right, that's questionable, but you know when you weigh up the game itself, the enjoyment that you get from it versus the the risk of injury, it, it kind of it's more favourable. You know, at an amateur level, but when you weigh up rugby at an amateur level, I remember there was a, a there was a I've got a very young um, Leinster player who was knocked out of the game. Real potential for Ireland. I forget it. I forget his name. He was an interview a number of years back there. A young guy at, at 20 years of age uh, from Dublin Four, somewhere somewhere in Dublin. Yeah. Okay. And uh, one of the you know from one of the private colleges. And um, was he playing his game for? Uh, I think it was Leinster Miners or, 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 or one of the sides at the time, or it was or it could have been for his college. But he just got a just a, a standard uh, knock to the back or something like that, and he was in a wheelchair. That was it. He broke the spinal cord. I know um, it can it can happen so easy. It just can. Yeah, and very much on rugby. Like when you weigh up the contact, like there's practically no contact allowed anyway in professional soccer at this point. I mean, the game it's more or less real. Well, no, I mean, no, yeah, but you you can still break someone's leg very easily. You know could, what I mean? Could. Yeah, you should survive it. You know, but when you look at uh, like one one of your callers mentioned the spirit tackle. That's one of the the infamous tackles I remember from uh, one of the Ireland games there against the All Blacks. There was a filthy tackle by one of the All Blacks on uh, on on uh, Ryan O'Driscoll. They picked them up, tipped them over. Now it's an illegal tackle now by rules, um, but, but but you know under the rules of the game. But you know rules are there to be broken, especially in sport when you have some lunatics in the game. And sure, if the rules broken, where does it leave you? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this research. Yeah, the reason we started talking about it, this research from Canada basically says that yeah. even you know tackling each other, you know, can cause uh, damage that can contribute to permanent or temporary damage oh, to the brain. Yeah. I suffer with my own back myself at times and uh, I remember uh, now I would have played a lot of sport like Gaelic football and uh, soccer back in the day over the years you know went to Astro and so on and I was told I, was, I remember the, the, the surgeon mentioned like um, at the time he was just taking a look at the back he said you have a back of rugby player have you played rugby for a number of years is it not at all no no just, just it was just a comment that he dropped out but that says it all you know yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, is it really you know is I, it worth know, it I, yeah is it worth it? Exactly. When you wake up the enjoyment of the sport, even though there is potential to move on and become professional, but most of us don't. We, we, we do it because we enjoy the social side of it and so on, like in soccer, Gaelic. But when you weigh up the enjoyment of it versus the potential level of injury, like in MMA, so MMA is... Well, I'm, this, I, I, now, I never... Now, don't get me wrong. We, we can have a debate about soccer and rugby and all yeah. those other... But to, to, add, to have a, chi- a child... In MMA, to me, it, or any kind of cage fight, it's just it's nuts. Is that child abuse? I mean, oh, it's just nuts. Look at that sport. It's not recognised from the Irish sport, sporting council for a reason. It's, it's, it's a t- basically, you know, and I look back to... I but I, I just think it teaches a child aggression. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it was a, there was a post your, during the week from a female... MMA uh, star, I don't know her name, right? I, I believe she's actually transgender, right? Um, yeah. And which I think matters and is relevant because she beat the yeah. living bejapers out of two other women. But she turned around and she said on Twitter, "Delighted that I fractured her skull." So the yeah. girl that she was fighting, she knocked her out, but she was boasting that she fractured her skull. Yeah, but you, I mean, just to, you know, a corollary to what you were just saying there, you know, and. I'll, I remember a few years back when MMA was uh, full flight with Conor McGregor as the advocate in this country. It wasn't recognised by the Sporting Council, but they had the, the fights, a couple of fights hosted at Three Arena. And I remember being down in the um, Irish Town Rings and area at the time, and there was actually a guard escort to escort the fans, which tells you the, ele- the elements that were coming. Yes, there was. A, there's a, I, 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 I agree with you. There is a certain element. And when I was in one of the local pubs down there, 
the owner actually came down, or the, the, the bar manager at the time, and said, I'm going to have to close my doors for a couple of hours. That yep. was it. And he, he, he went against whatever laws there are about opening opening signs and all the rest. He was restricting exactly who could come in that door because of the crowd that were coming down to support Okay, I, I, I wanted to quote this correctly. Fallon Fox is the name of this MMA star, um, and she's transgender. And there's yeah. been a lot of debate about the fact that, you know, you've got a transgender woman fighting women. Um, and a lot of people yeah. are arguing about that in relation to... Yeah, it's an unfair competition. But anyway, she defends herself. But anyway, she said, for the record, I knocked two out. One woman's skull was fractured, the other not. And just so you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's... That, imagine saying that you actually enjoyed fracturing somebody else's skull. It's horrendous. I remember Chris Hubank's son, who's a boxer. I think, um, not that he intended to do it, but he didn't. He knocked one of his opponents out at one point who later died in the hospital that night. Now, that really knocked him for six at the time, I'd say, in terms of his own, mm-hmm. you know, his confidence in the sport and his own ability. And it's not, it's, you know, the confidence is not just how well he can do, but how controlled you can be to not hurt your opponents, you know? Um, well, that's the discipline. Okay, well, listen, I have to take a break, and I understand it completely, and I agree with what you're saying. Uh, loads and loads of people are texting in. Let's get back to Roby. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. And you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Anne? Hi, how are you? So your partner, he got a bleed on the brain, I believe, yeah. from playing rugby. Yeah. Well, from actually from training. Okay. He was at, uh, it happened during a training session, and he actually didn't know for two days, but he ended up in hospital for some time. Okay. Um, and, but, what, and what were the symptoms of that? I mean, did he have a bad headache or like, oh, like a cushion? Oh, severe headache. Yeah. Severe headache. He still, he still went to a theme park and went on a roller coaster despite the headache. Right, okay. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? Of course, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't deny yourself that bit of entertainment. <laughs> so he ended up, the headache didn't go away and, and he ended up in hospital, so. Right, yeah. okay. Okay, and you, by the way, you were the one you mentioned earlier on your text. You're a Welsh woman, of course, and rugby yeah. is like a religion there. Absolutely, oh, of course, yeah. it is rugby union, yes. Okay, so, um, yeah, but he still would encourage children to play rugby. And he coached children. He, um, if, if he hadn't had the bleed, he wouldn't have stopped. And he said, you know, it was, it was such a blow for him that he couldn't play anymore. Um, and I played myself. I played for, for, as an adult, well, late teens, uh, early 20s. Okay. And the benefits were just, you know, like, and, and him coaching children. I've seen, you know, overweight, underconfident children turned into you know they've, they've become confident individual they've lost so much weight they've become more disciplined at school it's transformed their lives you know I know I mean sport can you know with children I mean yeah. I'm not a sporting person my kids were never sporting either really when my, one of my sons was but in saying that sport you know it teaches children competition you know uh, and how to accept defeat uh, discipline as you rightly said but a lot of people are saying, when you look at the evidence, it's overwhelming that, say, contact sports like boxing or like more so, I suppose, rugby, well, GA and hurling as well, I suppose we could count them all in there if you want to. Mm-hmm. Soccer would be the weakest of them all when it comes to contact. But yeah. it can be dangerous. So do we just ignore the dangers? No, but I think, you know, there's a lot of things being put in place. Um, you know, there's a lot more things. like Well, I, I played full contact and I played tag and touch and I got more injuries from tag and touch than I ever got from full contact. Um, yeah. Just in terms of people ripping things off, you know, things off you with the ball off you. But um, like, I think yeah, you have to be aware of it, and you know, and coaches put in place things to stop all that. But uh, generally, you know, I think look at kids playing in a in a park. You know, yeah. look at little boys playing. They're well, tumbling yeah, suppose, around. Yeah. They're knocking each other. Yeah, look, like, we did it when I was a kid. We fell off walls. We climbed yeah. trees. We do all those kind of things. Yeah. 
you know, I think that girl, someone I live, where I live, you know, fell off a bike and banged this up. You know, you can't, you can't stop everything. And yeah, I you can't just wrap them up in cotton wool. Is the point you're making? By getting them in yeah. sport, they, they, you know, they're in a controlled environment. They, you know, they. Um, At least as somebody supervising the problem, absolutely, I completely understand what you're saying. Uh, thank you for that, Anne. I'm glad your husband is okay now, and uh, thank you. Uh, and the dog is barking in the background too. I don't know whose dog that is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to John. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Hey, Niall, how's it going? Good. You have no problem with contact sports at all for children? None. None at all. I mean, when I was Even kid, MMA? I, I did, well, my, my son did karate from about six years old and kickboxing. Right, okay. But you that's know, it's so, different to MMA, isn't it? No, it's fuck. He had, he had full contact. So the strikes to the head, strikes to the body, strikes to the legs. At six years of age? Yeah. Oh, and he was, he, was darn, he was damn good at it. And, you know, I heard somebody mention, you know... American football comparing how they're doing. So, well, yeah, they all wear helmets, but at the end of the day, if you get a hit to the head, you get a hit. Yep. Like I, like I said, I did, I did karate, I did boxing, uh, so I, I did um, rugby, and I raced BMXs down St. Anne's Park without helmets. I oh, I did that. And, uh, I did that. Yeah. I got, you know, I got knocked out, and uh, you know, I'm I'm closer to you in age. I got knocked out down in Clongos playing a rugby match. Yeah. And I got the, you remember the, the old cold wet sponge to the head and get up and play on. Yeah, yeah, get up out of that. Yeah, stop crying. <laughs> yeah, get up there and get on, get on with yourself. You know? Yeah, so, well, I did the same dance park thing on a chopper, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we did all that. I fell out of trees. I was crap at karate. I got the head boxed off me more times than I can imagine. <laughs> I did karate too for three weeks in Calester. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Probably the same group. But, you know, I didn't, it didn't do me any harm. My son as well, what it did, my, the reason my son went into karate was just by accident. He got beat up in school, which was really strange at that age, but he got his head smacked off the wash hand, uh, the sink in, in the toilet one day. And he didn't want to go back to school. So we were, we were actually up at a gym, and there was a kickboxing class going in there. We said, just, just put him in there and see. And he went in there, and he got his confidence back after that. Yeah, it gives him a bit of self-confidence and also teaches him a bit, a bit of self-defence. I'm sorry I've run out of time, John, and maybe we'll come back to this, actually, and I will get you on and talk to you a bit more about it because it seemed, you seem to have a very logical head in relation to it. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.